Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. I was going to ask Curtis, actually, so with you putting on a lot of these productions and stuff like that, what was one of the times where something maybe happened and you were like, holy shit, like, I made a mistake or like, you know, this could turn out to be really bad because obviously all your shows don't just go, you know, zero to perfect and then you go home and sleep, right? Like, was there, was there anything that went awry one time where you were like, man, I messed this up or... Dude, uh, so <laughs> going up north, um, uh, I guess last year, um, I had everything all... Where did you go? This is going back to Nelson House. Um, uh, I had everything, had the truck all ready to go, uh, the trailer, everything was in there, uh, all of our sound equipment, everything that we needed. Um, so I, I, I get the truck started. Uh, the truck isn't mine. Actually, I borrow it from one of the one of the wrestlers, uh, one of the local wrestlers, Big Cliff. And I come in to kiss my wife uh, goodbye and say goodbye to my daughter. And uh, I lock the keys in the car at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning on, on the day that I'm supposed to be out in Nelson House. I have 12 hours to get there. So I have to call um, a locksmith. The locksmith luckily takes only an hour to get to my place because I, I live in Lorette, just outside of Winnipeg. So from there, I'm thinking, you know what, all my day, this sucks. Like we're, we're behind like an hour or two hours, you know, we're, we're going to be late for the show. So we're on the road. I get all the guys were, you know, we have the caravan, everybody's following each other. Um, I run out of gas in a truck that uh, I didn't know didn't, the, the gas gauges wasn't working. So luckily we're in a caravan. I get in one of the cars, we go get gas, which is like half hour to the, the next town. We come back, put the gas in. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those days and just one of those trips that, uh, nothing worked out. The only thing that worked out was the actual show itself. Um, we were an hour late and luckily, um, the community understood like, cause they, you know, they, they've been on those trips too, like going from Winnipeg to up North and they, they totally understood that, uh, things like that do happen. But, uh, yeah, it had me guessing, man. I was like, I don't know if I, if this, if this stuff's for me, I don't know if I want to be doing this. Um, but in hindsight, it's just another story. It was, it was fun to actually pull it off and for everything to work out like it did. Um, yeah, but my, I mean, Mike's probably been part of those kind of shows where, uh, you know, you just know things are going to go, go awry, but you just, you just have to, uh, roll with the punches. And was there ever a booking that you kind of, uh, second guessed or regretted completely? For, uh... <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, we actually, we, we hide it. We do like the uh, WWE network thing of like hiding, like almost like it's a Chris Benoit thing. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll disclose it on the podcast here. Uh, we did a show in Winnipeg called Barcade. And um, um, the GM of the show was Joey Ryan. And Joey Ryan, of course, was the guy that did the, the dick gimmick, right? Like where, you know, he did yeah. the... Uh, so you know for the longest time we just thought it was a, it was a, a gimmick it, you know he was playing a character little did we know that the whole me too movement would come out two months after he had appeared here in winnipeg um of course you know like with wpw we, we really uh pride ourselves on like you know it being a safe space and everybody could come out and like we're free of like all that kind of bullshit and uh, we showcased Joey Ryan for months leading up into that show. And 
yeah, it's just one of those things, like, you know, you don't know going in, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen, eh? Who could have seen, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he's not wrestling anymore, right? No, like, no, he's no, he's totally been blackballed from the industry. He, he, he can't get booked anywhere. Um, even his Twitter, like, he's, you know, he, he, he's on this, uh, he's changed his life, and he's a Christian, and, and this and that, but, uh, yeah, man, there's some 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 terrible stuff coming out about about him, and yeah, we're just uh, it, the only thing that'll be alive is the, is the poster that he appeared on. But uh, after tonight, we won't talk about it. He's been erased. He's been erased from the WWE network from the from the WPW network. <laughs> <laughs> there's um there's another guy that's kind of erased too. I'm trying to remember his name. He was part of uh he was part of Bullet Club. He was like that British guy, right? Man, oh, Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull. There, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy too? Like Puerto Rico. He's being booked in Puerto Rico. In oh, you're right. Month. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's that's. No one's gonna be looking there, right? Let's be real. Like, I think it'll be. What, bu- why? Why is he not on TV? Like, what's what happened to him? Me too. Yeah. Oh, he okay, me too. okay. He got canceled. Uh, yeah. Okay, he got canceled. Okay, that's that's all we need to know. Yeah. yeah. But let's talk about the card here. Like, so so, what are some matches that uh, you said it's on the thirteenth, correct? Or which which one is the which one's the thirteenth? Yes. Yeah, so which one is the eighteenth? So uh, we have one uh, on uh, Thursday. Um, January 13th at the Western Cultural Center. Uh, right now, there's no matches that have been have been uh, put together, but we do have uh, names that, that will be appearing. So, of course, we have PCO, who we talked about, the former Ring of Honor World Champion, three-time WWF Tag Team Champion. Uh, we also have Impact's Josh Alexander, who just won the Impact World Championship. Uh, he beat uh, Christian Cage, and then... Uh, Kind of lost it right after in like a like a money in the bank kind of situation where somebody had cashed in and and, and beat him like ten minutes after he had won the world championship. <laughs> uh, so uh, expect him to get that back though. But yeah, he'll be here on 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 January thirteenth. Um, same with Blair Onyx, who's uh, one of the best uh, female wrestlers in North America. She's just on the cusp of getting signed. She's she's really young, so she's you know she's uh, just getting out there and getting her name out there and getting some. Uh, some miles uh, behind her. She's been trained by Seth Rollins at the, uh, I think they call it the black and brave uh, wrestling Academy. So, you know, she's, uh, she's got that behind her too. Um, AJ Sanchez, who we had talked about, you know, one of the most traveled uh, Canadian wrestlers, he's actually the WPW champion right now. So he'll be defending that title. Um, Sam Davidson will be there. And then we have a bunch of American wrestlers coming in that uh, have, have never been here before. Unfortunately, because of the whole vaccination thing that's going on in, in Manitoba, we you know we're, we have to uh, you know we ha- we have to follow the rules, and, and that that meaning that not only the fans need to be vaccinated coming in, but also the performers. So, um, unfortunately, it is what it is, and uh, a lot of guy a lot of guys that uh, Winnipeg wrestling fans were accustomed to seeing, they, they won't be seeing for you know um, who knows you know until things change. Right, so uh, it is what it is, but at the same time, it's exciting. They're going to see new faces and um, new up and coming people that they're probably most definitely going to see in NXT, WWE, or AEW at some time down the road. I think that's one of the big things is when someone you know we don't we're not going to get too deep into this whole vaccination, but if ones who's not willing to, that's just an opportunity for somebody else, right? One hundred percent. 
Which is great. And I think, and I think, you know, you definitely want to make the people uh, who work with you safe as well as fans that are uh, to be safe. Right. So especially drinking, man, you just never know what, uh, what could happen. Right. So that's, that's, that's a huge plus right there. Sure. Now, how big, how big is that venue? So the venue holds about 600 people, uh, with the ring being placed inside in the middle of the theater, it kind of takes out, um, some seating. So we're expecting around 425, which for an indie event is huge. It's going to, you know, it's, that's a lot of people. Yeah. When you, when you, when you see it and, and, and you're in that atmosphere, like it's going to be really loud in there. So like, think of like, uh, if you've ever seen ECW, it's kind of, it's going to have, going to have like that, uh, Hammerstein ballroom ECW feel yeah. to it. So you're saying it's not a good idea to be front row. Like it's, it's better to be a little bit more to the back or close to the bar. <laughs> so as of today, front row is sold out. All that, all that's left is standing, standing room only, uh, which, you know, nice. a show like that. And most times everybody stands anyway. So uh, I, I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. I guess we should go see this. Where are you guys? That's uh, that's on the 13th. Yeah. Get some attention. I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys an exclusive too. Um, uh, February twenty fourth at the Park Theater, uh, uh, my other promotion, WrestleMax, uh, will be coming back and uh, doing our shows there, and that'll be another one too. Where um, you know uh, we're currently talking to a few um, uh, notables that uh, you know if you're a wrestling fan, you definitely know the names. So uh, look out for that Thursday, February twenty fourth at the Park Theater. Um, uh, once we once we uh, announce who who's going to be there, I, I'm sure it won't disappoint, and uh, that'll be another great night of wrestling. Do you have like a hotline like uh, Mike Tenay and Jim oh, Ross? Shit. <laughs> I might have to hire one of you guys to do it. Nice, nice. <laughs> I think I think B would be really good at it. Just just yeah. the hot news of just what's happening in wrestling. Right now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. And you know, I'd be remiss if I don't talk. Uh, you know, there's also another big show coming up too, January first. PCW, PCW's back. Uh, they're doing a show at the Park Theater. PCW is the home of Kenny Omega. Uh, that's where he, you know, honed his craft and 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 you know, eventually became the AEW World Champion. So go check them out too. Uh, right now, they haven't announced any of the, any of the card, but uh, they never disappoint, and they always have surprises. So definitely check that out. New Year's Day. It sounded like you were hinting that uh, a big champion might return to uh, the home of PCW. There is a, is that what you're getting at? Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. It's it's happened before. There, there's always there's been like uh, surprises like that, and I wouldn't put it past uh, promoter Andrew Shellcross to uh, do something like that. He's you know he's a great guy, and uh, they're going to definitely put on a great show. Now, Terry, you mentioned that you your your bucket list as a fan is to run a promotion. One one night only. What uh, what's the goal for twenty twenty two for you? The goal for twenty twenty two is to definitely see what we can do in terms of trying to run a show, for sure. Um, I'm definitely confident. Like the passion I have for it, being an old man, seeing I can't wrestle, the best next thing to do would get- definitely be. Can you hear me? Oh, he's still thinking. I think both of their internets, both of their internets, wide open at the same time. Yeah. Oh, can you guys? Can you guys hear me? With, man. These guys, these guys were tor- torrenting on the, the on the backside, man. Just just people oh. matches, man. Torrenting the whole anthology of WrestleMania. Yeah, you go back and just SummerSlam one oh. rip. That's hilarious. Yeah, like like me and me and Terry were kind of just talking. Just can you hear me now? What is it like to run one of these things? And I think it takes. I think there's there's lots of people that are willing to do it, but I think there's 
only a few that have such a strong mind that will succeed, right? Because, like, B, you got to think about it. You got to... You got to put the right matches together, right? You got to, it's all about planning. It's all about scheduling, right? And just, just set up. And, and, you know, like, um, like what Curtis said, like, you'll get a lot of hiccups along the way. And, and that's, that's a huge mental game, right? That you have to kind of deal with. And I think too, like, it, it's all what you want out of it too. Like, you know, it, you could, you could put on, you know, your basic, uh, your, your basic spot show where, you know, you could use local guys and, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be flashy. There's no theatrics to it. It's just basically guy comes out, uh, music plays, but that's not, that's something that I, as a wrestling fan, that doesn't appeal to me. So, you know, I, I, I want something that's good. You know, that's a little more than that. Like, like, like Terry had mentioned earlier that, you know, he's an ECW fan and that's what I grew up on was ECW. So, um, watching that, I knew that it, that could mean achievable thing, right? Like I can, I could put on a show like that to that, to that extent, to that, to almost, not, not, not quite to that level, but like with the production, with the production, I could definitely, you know, do something similar to it. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it, and, and also a budget, but the budget's very important, right? Like starting off with a business plan and, and w- you know, what you want to spend. So my budget's probably, um, it's a lot higher than, than, than most guys have in the city. And just, you know, based off the fact that I, I run my own business. So, um, you know, I, I, the, the money that I make in my, in, in my business, I, I, I could put it towards uh, a wrestling event. And if it doesn't succeed, well, you know what? Like that was uh, money that uh, I used it for um, uh, promotions, right? So, yeah. So you know, and, and, you know, I, and I know not everybody has that luxury, but luckily, you know, I, I do. So um, that's that's always been um, my mindset, anyway. Are you guys ever going to be uh, like filming and like doing like episodes? Uh, and, I don't think like... I'll ever get into the episode stuff, but definitely like I pay per views. Uh, there's, there's different, uh, in, independent wrestling, uh, websites that, that feature like I pay per views. So that's something that I definitely want to get into because, uh, I think that's what, what's been really missing in like Winnipeg is that we don't showcase our talent enough. I mean, you know, like, you know, like, you know, Mike, for instance, Mike, Mike's been uh, a wrestler for the last 20 years, but it's very limited, you know, what you can see on film of, of Mike. And that's not his fault. That that's the fault of the promoters and whoever's using them in, in Winnipeg, of just not having the production, right? So um, I think that there needs to be money allotted to the production part. That's got to be part of the business plan too. Is getting a film crew to 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 film these things, because not only you know could could there be money made from the tickets uh, at the door and, and and selling you know just your uh, your seats, but also. Um, streaming it afterwards um dvds you know things like that right so i think that's a really uh, a really big component to to independent wrestling bell like when you when, when you um see like when's the last time you saw uh indie wrestling match i think that was the one that we uh we did a few years back me you and be there okay yeah yeah we went to that like like what about and what about a major one when's the last time you saw a major one a major off. Oh, I couldn't even tell you, my friend. Wow, you really, you really couldn't tell me. What about you, B? What's the last? Same thing, man. That was it when we we had our interview rained on, man. Oh yeah, we had the interview rained on us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, that was the second show that we walked out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We walked out on that one. <laughs> my favorite event I've ever seen was uh, I was at the 
15th anniversary for Ring of Honor when um, Christopher Daniels won the title for the first time. I think it was for the first time. So I had like Young Bucks, I had like um, Hardy Boys, Jay Lethal, Adam Cole, those guys. I was literally front row. Like you could literally see me on the pay-per-view, but like, dude, that atmosphere was just amazing. Like you and, and Bubba Ray was there, Bully Ray, right? It, it's it's the way they do that is like it 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 feels very small, but at the same time, it feels very big. And the way they do things is, I think it's just like they just make things very interactive. So like you can literally walk before you go into the venue. You just see all these guys here just hanging around, just talking to people randomly, like they're you know just one of us. And then right after. Uh, you know, they'll leave and then you'll, you'll see these events. So it's just, it's such a cool thing. And I think, you know, um, just them being that personal, I think goes a long way when it comes to, um, the events. And, but when you see, you know, some of these guys, you know, let's say like, I'm not going to say name names, but I remember one time, uh, we went to, we went to Virgil. a, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I, I got a good Virgil story too, but we went to, um, it was SmackDown and we went to Hooters and there was two wrestlers there and we were just saying hi to them. And these guys were just telling us off, like, we're like, okay, man, we just, we just said hi. We didn't ask for anything. We just, you know, like just say, hey, what's up, man? Like, I know, you know, when you recognize someone, you just want to say hi, right? Just be nice. But yeah, it was, it was such a weird thing. And like, it's kind of a bad taste when, when people do that. I get it. It's your own personal time, but like, man, like you chose this career to be in the public, right? Like you got to You got, you got to play the job 24 seven until you go to sleep. Right. So what about you? Like Curtis, have you ever, have you ever had any people that kind of rubbed you the wrong way? And like, you just, you know, um, just hard, hard to recover by like from that. Uh, all the time, you know, and unfortunately in Winnipeg, it's, you know, what, what it pays, what it a different, a different monster. Like, um, the one thing that I've noticed is like, just, just like the wrestling culture in Winnipeg is, is a lot different than when you go elsewhere. Uh, and, and, and the way I've seen it is just the different guys that come in and, and the way that, um, they act compared to the guys that, that, I, that I, I'm accustomed to, uh, it's, it's, it's a little different, but again, that's kind of, the, we're trying to, we're trying to change that culture. We're trying to, um, we're trying to weed out the bad ones. Right. And, and uh, it's, it's not, you know, it's not an overnight process, but uh, we're getting there. You know, from, from the time that we've came in, you know, we came in three years ago, like things are a lot different today than they were before. Uh, and I mean, that that's, it could be us, but it, it could be the world too. The world's changing too. So um, there's definitely a lot of guys that have rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I don't want to name names, no, but no, no, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> That there, they, yeah, there, there, there is, yeah, there has been, and, and unfortunately, a lot of them are from Winnipeg. So, 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 Curtis, what is that like? Because that's a pretty big statement. Because obviously, you put it on a lot of shows. You know what? You know, not obviously what happened or anything, you know, odd like that. But why would you say? Because that's a pretty big statement that you know the the culture, the wrestling culture, is just a little bit different than everywhere else you've been so is that that a lot of people are more cutthroat is it that you know people don't want to support other things they're kind of jealous or like what what is it that makes you kind of say that well i I think just because like like geographically like we're, we're basically like our own island right there's no there's no real close connecting towns so that uh 
you know, the same guys that, um, they're around each other all the time. Right. Like, and, um, so those little habits and the little, the little, um, things that they pick up and the, um, the culture itself, it stays here. There's no, there's nothing really to, to kind of like change those ways. And I think it's, 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 it's been passed on through the different generations, right? Like I, I, I can't tell you who the, who the assholes were before, um, uh, I, I started coming around, you know, Mike, Mike would definitely know, and I doubt he's going to share any names. Right. But I mean, I think it's a thing that's been passed on through generations and uh, like, so that, that's why, like it, it, it takes, it takes people to, to get the young guys under their wings and um, make them understand that there's a different way. And I think like guys like AJ Sanchez are doing a good job of, of, of helping that help, helping change that culture. Um and there's guys like that that have completely left. Like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you this example. Kenny Omega is is the executive vice president of AEW. So, in, in in any other any other case, why wouldn't there be more Winnipeg wrestlers showcased on AEW? So if that tells you that there's a problem, and you know, again, I won't name names, but there is a huge. Um, there's about 20 guys that still wrestle that re- that came up with Kenny Omega. A lot of close friends that came up with Kenny Omega that haven't had haven't even had a sniff from AEW, right? So I think that there's definitely an issue there. Actually, actually, a funny little add-on to that, Curtis is I remember listening to uh, Conan's podcast, and he mentioned he he came to Winnipeg and. Uh, they asked him like like he was doing like a training seminar and he, he kind of like laughed at it because he was like yeah there's there was like nothing and I was like oh okay like and like yeah and uh, yeah no like 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 you're you're one hundred percent right like so I think I think is it is it to a point where are we trying to change to what the you know what people want to see or is it are we just doing are we just doing what we feel like doing and, you know, like, are, are we progressing as a, as a city or as a province when it comes to the style that every other place is doing? So that way, you know, you can get booked, right? You want to evolve. And I think maybe the issue is not people are just not evolving enough, right? They, and, and they definitely weren't. They, there was no uh, evolution at all where it was like you would walk in and it had like that flea market feel and, um, it was really like carny and it was really uh an old boys club and uh it felt like you were you're watching 80s memphis wrestling which you know it's cool right I, I you know i dig it but also i really dig the the progressive stuff that's going on today so like um i think that uh um the guys before me got really complacent in the way that they were promoting wrestling and that they were just going to use the same guys they were going to go for um quantity over quality you know and uh a lot of times using guys that were uh that had no appeal anymore but because you know using these guys because they you know they were they were doing favors they they owed they they thought they owed them something and you know um to use a guy because he's not gonna he's gonna cost you maybe 10 bucks you know like and to say just basically save a dollar i don't think that's the way to 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 do any type of show and i think that in in the long run you're really gonna hurt the business um 
you know, I, I don't mean to bury anybody, but there's a show tomorrow, and that I didn't even mention because, you know, if, any, if anybody listens to it, I don't know if it's gonna. I, I I have no faith in it. I have no. I don't want to go to it because I don't think it's gonna. It's gonna be the best show. So if I tell somebody else to go to it, and then they associate that show with one of the shows that I put on, that hurts me. Then and, and in the long run, it hurts everybody in Winnipeg. So you know, um, yeah. I think so, man. I just think that, you know, they, people just, they just got complacent and we got left in the dust where I think that we have to join, like realize it's 2021 and get to like this progressive wrestling and, you know, things, times have changed. Well, you're, you're the promoter, right? So you want, you want the style that you want to see because you're, you're trying to appeal to the, the fans for the, for the company. Right. So that, that does make sense. Like, you're not going to just hire for the somebody just for the sake of hiring somebody, right? It just doesn't make any sense to do that. Like my next question is: I remember we used to have uh, back in the day. Uh, there used to be a, like in Minneapolis, there used to be association with Winnipeg, right? Like AWA and stuff like that. And I remember, like you know, you see some guys from Minneapolis coming up and and back down. Why? Why isn't there anything in Minneapolis and? Or I could, I could be wrong. I, I just don't know what, what's going on. Why is there nothing like that happening? We we actually we actually re- rebuilt that that uh, relationship there, and um, we had uh, a, a Min- uh, Minneapolis carload coming in. Um, you know, every time we had a show, and that uh, that consisted of uh, of Dante Martin, who uh, you know is one of the best you know i'm not gonna say one of the best he he's the best high flyer in the world um you know if you could watch him every wednesday night on dynamite uh we had dante martin and darius martin coming in um and uh uh they would bring uh riley jackson they would bring different guys from from, from minneapolis and before the pandemic uh that bond was strong and we were going to continue that um but now you know we, we just got to re- rebuild it. Those guys are signed to big contracts now, so I don't see that. I don't foresee them coming back, uh, driving that eight, making that eight-hour trip in a car, um, which is which sucks for me. But it's you know it's good for them. I mean they're making money now doing the thing. But um, we're definitely going to re- reestablish that uh, that relationship again. Because you're right, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's traditionally it's always been like really strong with AWA. Yeah. yeah. Is there, is there ever going to, like, would you guys ever do, like, a cross-promotion, like, two promotions going at it since, since you see, like, the bigger bigger companies doing that? And uh, would you think that, would that ever be healthier in in uh, Manitoba? 100%. Uh, and, and you know, you could you could ask the promoters uh, a few years back and they'd say, no, no, that, that wouldn't work. But I'm going to tell you that not only... Um, do I see it happening? I, I want it to happen, and I want uh, I want us all to do a super show. I want to see WPW, WrestleMax, PCW, um, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling out of out of Fargo. Um, basically, anybody that's putting on quality shows in 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 our area, I want to see a super show that's going to benefit uh, not only the wrestlers locally but also the fans. I mean that that'd be awesome, right? To say showcase like the best talent from from this territory. Curtis, quick question here for you. You've been in business for a while, promotions as well as the collectibles. What's one thing, what's some pieces of advice you would give to any young entrepreneurs or anyone looking to get their hands uh, wet in uh, the business world? I would say make connections, like, like just like do things like this, like, like uh podcasts, like there's like 
some kind of content every single day. Make sure that you're steady posting, um, uh, reaching out to people, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, do all that good stuff. Cause that's all for free, right? YouTube, uh, podcasts, um, and just, you know, can be consistent with it and, and, and just do it every day. And eventually it's going to, it's something's going to, something's going to click. You're going to have the right, the, the right guests that, you know, puts you, puts you on, you know, whether it's like a Scott Stanford that, you know, retweets, uh, this interview and then, uh, 500 people hear it. Well, you know, the next week, maybe 300 of the, of the 500 people listen again and and then they they catch on and then you get the other guests right you you just keep on bringing in more people more people to what you want to do and um, that's that, that's how I did that I had no budget I had no budget when I started my business um I just had uh, you know a, a passion for for collectibles and for wrestling and uh you know right now things things are good you know it, it's 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 you know it's 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 one of my my biggest income streams right like i i still work i still work a, a day job but it's this the same day job that i've been working for 12 years but if that day job went went uh you know if, you know they they closed up shop tomorrow i think i'd be okay i'd be able to transition into uh, my business full time which is a great thing right? it, just, it just took some time it took a, it took a lot of time and it took a, me being consistent and me not giving up on, on doing it now, now, uh, Mike, as a wrestling expert here, what's the one question we should be asking Curtis that we just haven't done yet? You asked a lot of good questions, actually. So, um, well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I even learned some new things about Curtis tonight. So, good job, guys. Yeah, no, like, uh, you guys, thank you, thank you, Mike, thank you for coming back on, and Curtis, thank you for, uh, you for know, having taking- me. No, no worries, man. Thank, thanks. I, I really appreciate this. this. Is this was a good learning opportunity of just how you know independent business works and just the mindset. So you know, like we do have a lot of people who will always want wrestling content in our podcast, and uh, even though we don't really do much wrestling, but we do we kind of throw here and there wrestling uh, wrestling comments. But um, you know, it's it's just a lot of. It just shows like a lot of work and dedication and you just need the right morale. Right. And I think, you know, you can, you can change the mindset on that. So um, I think one, I think one, I'm just going to throw this out here. I think one cool thing that we could possibly start doing is, you know, when you start doing uh, the events, you know, we can, we can grab guys and, you know, kind of showcase them. We, we do have quite a bit of a, you know, pretty strong following and uh, just not in Manitoba, but you know, kind of uh, North America and Europe and whatnot. So, you know, we, I'd love to do that. Just kind of help you guys out, help, help, help. Whatever we can do to help out, right? And that's that's what we're here for. One hundred percent, guys. I, you know, and and just uh, you know, again, I'd like to thank you guys for having me on the show. But uh, we could, I could definitely uh, put you in contact with some of the guys here that uh, we have coming up. And uh, yeah, I mean, it works out for everybody. It's good for you guys. Good for good for the local wrestling community. And uh, yeah. So let's definitely talk off air and see if, uh, you know, we could uh, get some stuff together. 100%. Here. And Mike, uh, Mike, I apologize. Uh, this might be the last time you be on here, man. I think we've, we've had you on too many times. Here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought so. I was just happy to be here. <laughs> Any last questions, uh, boys, before we kind of wrap this up and, uh, and uh, not uh, waste anyone's time here? I just want to make sure that I got the price right earlier. We said five hundred to get you to hit the uh, Nick with a chair. Is that oh, uh, what we're saying? That's there? it. Oh well, then <laughs> if it's just to hit Nick with a chair, then the price is negotiable. <laughs> 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 
give me a, Listen, just give me trans and uh I'm gonna have to go to the bank tomorrow and just take a loan out just to get that title named after me, man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.